Hey friends, and we're back. I'm Alicia. And I'm Cynical Black Dude. Welcome to episode five of La Femme versus Nikita. So this week we are discussing episodes four of both shows. Episode four of La Femme Nikita is called Charity. Yeah. How'd you feel about this one? Um, once again, I am still surprised how much I'm really enjoying this show and still having so much fun with it. And I think part of that is that it is very different from PW Nikita and what it's doing. And I'm also surprised at how there hasn't been something like what we're doing before, because part of this rewatch has made me realize how much CW Nikita purposefully paralleled OG Nikita. Like these episodes, it's a very conscious and deliberate choice. And it's actually made this podcast a lot more fun to be able to recognize and see the little subtleties that they've done to make sure that you can see the parallel and make this comparison between these two shows. I agree because even though CW Nikita, on the surface, it's Nikita in name only because the characters are so very different and where they are in life is so very different that they're telling quite different stories. The fact that they took so much time to embed pieces of OG Nikita in every episode, at least thus far, I'm really interested to see where that starts to diverge completely. Yeah, yeah. But it does, like, it sets such a nice groundwork to really embed this original Nikita mythos into this new Nikita so you can see what Division has become and understand that this might have been something good before. And it really, it really helps build the CW Nikita lore. And it makes me appreciate it a little bit more on this rewatch, having the understanding from OG Nikita. It actually makes like CW Nikita a little bit better, I think. Like it yeah. really shows the homework they've done. And I appreciate when writers and producers and directors, like the detail you put into it comes across. Like people think, like, why do you need to animate like every hair on Sully's back and Monster Inc.? But like it's that attention to detail to those smallest things that really come across the audience. Like maybe I don't recognize consciously that little thing, but you do see the care and that kind of comes across in everything. And seeing how much attention they paid to OG Nikita and CW Nikita makes me appreciate it even more. Like the care they actually took in the writing, it makes me realize like I appreciate hard work and like attention to detail when producing something. So it's really nice. Well, that was a super random reference. <laughs> I was something I was looking at earlier. Um, that's it's. I look at stuff like that because um, things I like, like uh, Lord of the Rings, and uh, there was something else I was looking at, like some of the details they were putting into some stuff that you can tell the difference between the original Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy, where they totally stop that attention to detail, and you can notice the quality drop, where you know they just switch to CGI versus like hand making the remail. Oh, that they did in like the original. And once you see something like, oh, why do we need to hand make this? And it's not necessarily the hand making the ring mail that made it good, but it's that attention to detail. And that's the parallel I see here where with CW Nikita, like understanding that they really did watch OG Nikita take the notes and really work with within the confines of what OG Nikita did to make this new character and make it really part of the entire Nikita mythos. Instead of just doing something wholesale, which is what I initially felt like seeing that parallel makes me enjoy this even more. And like, I see that in other things. 
they also forgot to write a complete story for the hobbit <laughs> that's neither here nor there um for for nikita it really cements for me that this is a reboot not a remake yeah which initially i always looked at it as a remake and going through these episodes makes it very clear that that's not what they were doing yeah. even though they do have specific callbacks to og nikita All right, so the episode Charity, let's get into that. That starts yeah. with Nikita like randomly on the street playing with red balloons. And yeah, I was very weirded out by that. And honestly, this is going to be another random reference. When I saw the balloons, since I'd been watching uh, Motherland Fort Salem, I was like, oh no. And then I had to like really reorient myself to what I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's the spree. <laughs> but yeah so then once i got my head back in the game i was like oh this is a weird intro it was um, super weird and it was it was kind of in slow motion also and then these two little kids show up and she's like here have some balloons and then here comes uh what's his name alec alec yeah right alec, alec is walking down the street or coming out of a building or something like that yeah. And he's not paying attention, I guess. And he walks into the street and a car is coming. And Nikita runs and pushes him out of the way. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts about this scene. What are your thoughts about it? Um, so in hindsight, knowing what's going on, it's all right. But my first thought upon my first watch was I was like, man, that car is simultaneously going fast as hell and slow as fuck that like he's in the middle of the road about to get hit. And she has time to get from the sidewalk, run up there, and get him out of the way. And I was like, man, that took a long time, except it was going really fast. I was like, that's some nice editing there. Yeah. So <laughs> this is a setup by Division because uh, he is, excuse me, section one, yeah. because he is the mark for the episode. And like the fact that the coordination that has to go into knowing that he's going to walk across the street. Why would he be? Well, he's a rich man. Why would he be walking across the street to get to anywhere? I don't know. But it's like, instead of having a chauffeured vehicle, but he's walking across the street, the car comes. And when Nikita saves his life, she loses her shopping bag or something. And yeah. his response is, well, it serves you right. Like, so, okay. I, so I had to rewatch that twice to get it. It's supposed to be a joke, but he delivered the line entirely wrong. Because like, he's evil. To, we find yeah. this out later. Yeah. But it makes sense. Yeah. That's why it was delivered that way. It made, his line delivery made no <laughs> sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to watch it twice because I was like, what? I was like, you know what? Next time you gave out a car, dog. Like, yeah. He's like, serves you right. Okay, okay. I guess. I mean, you could be seriously Great. injured or dead right now but sure serves me right sure and then nikita goes to walk away and he and he grabs her arm yes and I have refuses that. to let her leave i have that in my notes and it was like dude a little grabby that's a reckless life <laughs> that's literally my note for that scene because i was like whoa you are living dangerous like it wasn't even a little grabby it was yeah. extremely yeah. grabby and like, very aggressive like every person I know that would have left a bruise on them. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yikes. So Nikita like yanks herself away and leaves. 
and Alec is like, find out everything you know about her. Um, yeah. Okay. So now we're in uh, section one and they're all waiting for Alec to call. And I love yes. this scene. Yes, that's what I was going to say is I love like everyone's question like, Nikita, why, why didn't you take his invitation then? And I just love the confidence Nikita has in her game. She's like, don't worry, he's going to call. And like just the swag, like I hate using the word swag, but I feel it's so appropriate in this. Just the absolute confidence that, are you crazy? Of course he's going to call me. And like just even with operations looking down from on high at her, just the absolute like, of course. I also feel like it's kind of a play on rom-coms a bit, you know, <laughs> where yes. the female Me character too. is like, oh my God, like, I don't know if, was I weird? Is he going to call? So on and so forth. But in this, in this sense, it's, it's they had a meet cute, but in this sense, she's an assassin and she's completely confident that she played this man for his life. And... <laughs> She is correct. Of course yeah. he calls. I mean, you would, who, aside from the fact that he was rude and aggressive, if you're like a regular person and Nikita, any version of them, saves yeah. your life, you wouldn't even let them leave without trying to get a number. Yeah, you should get a shot immediately. Like, like immediately you should get a yeah. shot. Yeah. So, but I guess when you're super rich, you can take your time about these things. And go about it in the creepiest fashion possible by like exactly, you know, exactly stalking her. Because especially stalking back in like '97 isn't like just googling somebody. Like that means he had to put some people on the job and stuff. Like right, like <laughs> right. That like, is very true. Yeah, he didn't just find her Facebook page and was like, you know, sliding her DMs. Like no, think about, he he think for about, real had somebody stalk her. Yeah, think about that. She didn't even say her name, and he found her phone number in 1997. Creepy, er. <laughs> yikes okay wow yeah i didn't think of that so now he has called and we transition to them on the yacht and alec is wearing an ascot and at this point that's where i knew for sure he was evil (laughs) without knowing what he did i was like oh he is very very bad like he's a bad guy (laughs) it just it looks ridiculous and he's there in a yacht and first of all why did what, he's in a yacht the whole episode. Does he not have a home? Yeah, I think he says he does most of his business and his life from the yacht. Like, he has Why? an office in there. I mean... I, I don't know. Rich people. I, that's a lot of my excuse for... Yeah. Like, I, I've, I've heard of people who live on boats. Like, it's not my thing. But, I mean, and if you have a big enough yacht, it is a house. Like... That's true. Like, you that's know, once, true. You get to, once you get to, like, a 60, 70-foot yacht, it's a, house on a, it's a house on the water. Like, you know... Probably got better internet in '97 on his boat than I have right now. So. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. So <laughs> they're on the yacht and they're having like you know some flirtation going on, and Nikita's yeah. a little bit charmed by him, and he drops that he helps like kids runaways, and that's his charitable work that he does, and he knows where they've come from because he kind of has lived that life yeah. and picked himself up by the bootstraps and yada 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 and in that scene it's only it's why i love doing the rewatches like doing two watches now before we do this because in that scene that's all i got from it initially was that he's talking about his life on the street but on the rewatch i caught this line he said like one thing you learn on the street you learn to take care of yourself and when you actually pay attention to the episode like that line is slightly out of context because he's 
literally talking about taking care of other kids. But then he mentions this line about taking care of yourself first. You're like, that doesn't go with what you're actually, the conversation you're actually having. And in hindsight, you realize what a giant hint that is. Right. Foreshadowing. And like, it stood out so much on the second watch for me, just how like, what? So then Nikita's like, ooh, I want to see. So they go on a shelter tour. Yeah. Um, Odd. I understand (laughs) that like, you know, for work reasons, she needs to like see all these things, but it's still weird. Like, yeah. uh, hey, go, go <laughs> take me to your sh- shelters so I can observe the homeless kids. That's just a weird thing to, yeah. to want to do. But, but they I- go and the music is so aggressive <laughs> during this scene. You remember New York Undercover? Yes. That's what that like homeless, like I'm in the hood like whole jive made me think of immediately like just like this is drama about people living a life in the hood and <laughs> I just like it hit me so hard and so intense I was like oh this is you know what it made me think of this is probably you're probably too young for this by a little bit but Runaway Train the song Runner, Runaway Train by Soul Asylum it came out in the 90s no no and no it was it was a song literally about missing children And the video had images of missing children, like real life missing children. Oh, God. And so because I thought of that during this scene, because of the aesthetic, it's just all very, you know, 90s and grunge and everything. I went and looked it up and turns out they had 36 kids that they showed in that video and they actually found 25 of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, I had completely forgotten that that song existed until I watched this episode and come to find out that this song from the early 90s actually did some good work. I mean, it was a very popular song, but I didn't, in my mind, didn't realize that it was more than just a song. I didn't even remember that there were real kids in the video. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, kudos to uh, kudos to Soul Asylum. So Nikita and Alec are doing a tour of the charities, the shelters or whatever. And, you know, there's a lot of kids around, you know, alleged children. Some of them look a bit old to be teenagers. But hey. so they're like milling around outside or whatever. And Alec is, you know, the guy that everybody like he's the cool charitable yeah. guy. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I was so conflicted on the scene because this is a scene where you can really see Nikita being charmed by him, like watching him interact with the kids. And you can see like, this is where she's like, oh, like, damn, he's, this, is a, this is a pretty good dude. And it totally makes sense. But in the context of the episode, it makes me so mad at section one. Yeah. Okay. Like, yes. Yes. We won't get into that just yeah, okay. yet. But yeah. It, it makes absolute sense that she would be charmed by this guy because yeah. allegedly this is the kind of person she needed in her life. Yes. When she was on the street and on drugs and doing who knows what and just needed a hand. And this is that guy. And it makes sense that she would see someone doing this and be charmed by him. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm totally on board with why she actually fell for it. Um, yeah. Like that was, I think that was my, oh, and I've got one other note, which is uh, one of the lines that Alex says, um, we all live on the edge, every one of us. 
if we don't keep moving up, we'll fall back down. And I was like, This yep, guy, he's like, a just straight, like, straight Bond villain lines. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, kudos to the writers because yeah, I like that they put a lot of hints that, in different yeah. ways all throughout the beginning of this to let you know that there's more here than what meets the yeah. eye. Because yep. we know that section one takes out bad guys. We just don't know what kind of bad guy he is. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, sometimes bad, you know, you can have people doing bad things or illegal things that you aren't necessarily bad, right? When you, yeah. if you're looking at it through an ethical lens, you're trying to decide what is good and what is bad. And sometimes yeah. what they're doing is just illegal. So yeah. and you I can love- have that kind of person. So now you're in this space. They set it up so you're in this space at first trying to figure out, like, is yeah. he just a decent person doing an illegal activity or is he like a bad guy? But they are giving you clues that he is a bad guy. Yes. And so I love it because you're totally on board from the Kiddish perspective and her question, which is that uh, we didn't mention this earlier. Section one does initially say that he's a money launderer. I don't think they... That, that that happens in the next scene oh okay yeah okay. i'm sorry jumped ahead but like that's okay let's go there so yeah. in the next scene we're at um uh, we, we make it to operations and walter is being super creepy now i don't <laughs> remember <laughs> just being creepy when i watched it back in 1997 but 2020 is hella creepy <laughs> it's like hey sugar I don't, I don't even remember what he says. Something about... No, it's way, yeah, it's way creepy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, when I get focused on a task, I don't stop for days until, like, I'm sweating out. Like, that's what it'll be like between me and you. And Nikita takes it in stride and laughs. But, like, I was like, that was an intensely creepy line. Like, yeah. for, like, you know, somebody that you just occasionally see in the office. Like, she takes it like, oh, this creepy old guy, he's so sweet. Meanwhile, the rest of us are like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is totally inappropriate. <laughs> Where is they just does do they have HR in in section nope. one? Uh, no, nope. they don't. They, they, they call it. They've got operations. Right. We'll, we'll talk about what he said later on and how yeah. that probably promotes this kind of culture in their office. So right. then they have Walter's finished being creepy, and then they have a meeting with, or Nikita has a meeting with Operation Michael and, and Amanda. Madeline. Um, excuse me, Madeline. Yeah. And that's when we find out that this guy is a money launderer. Yeah. And Nikita is like all of us, like, what? Yeah. And so remember we talked about this earlier in an episode, like in an earlier episode, where when Nikita gets caught uh, trying to hide a secret and gets caught out, she just immediately admits to it because she's just like, you know, there's no point telling a stupid lie. And I feel like in this, section one should have been like, oh, Nikita is immediately suspicious of this bad lie we're telling. And instead of just being like trying to come up with a better lie, move on, give her some truth, they just double down. And Nikita's like, well, this is bullshit. And like everyone in the room is sitting there acknowledging that she notices this bullshit. And they just keep, they just double down on this terrible lie. And she's like, we're, we're section one. Why on earth are we pursuing a, a money launderer? And a money launderer who's using the laundered money to house orphans? Like, is this, right. is this like... <laughs> Something doesn't hold water, and <laughs> I know it, and y'all know it. But okay, let's keep let's keep going. I guess <laughs> you know it, it makes no sense that this guy is just a money launderer. Yeah, I think our next scene. Our next scene is oh, sorry, let's back to that. In this scene, Nikita also mentions that she thinks that Alec Alec is having her father. 
So the next scene is her. Oh, wait, no. You have to talk about how Nikita is, she, you can tell that she's kind of smitten by this guy in this scene as well. And Michael's not here for the bullshit. Yo, I do. All right. So I didn't put it in this line, but I do have a line like Michael's jealousy flares up. It's one of my notes. This is where it first flares and it continues to flare. Yes. All throughout the episode, Michael is not here for it. But yeah, Yeah. she does mention that he's having her follow. That's not creepy at all. Yeah. So then she, they cut to the mall scene where she straight. Remember malls? Remember those? Come on. We can't talk about it right now. Okay. (laughs) We're trying to stay upbeat. (laughs) And I didn't even remember. I didn't even really mean it in that way. I'm just like, the last time I was just at a mall, it's it's so long ago. Like, oh my god! I do so much. Even before our current circumstances, I did so much shopping online. The idea of just going to a mall when it's not Christmas time or something, you know, and just like walking around and seeing stuff. Yeah, like that's actually me and my me and my best friend. That was literally what we do. Like what we did from like ninth grade on was go to malls and people watch because we we're always broke, so we never buy anything. But, That's um, what that scene made me think of. It made me yeah. think of being a kid and going, just going to the mall and walking around. Because we know Nikita wasn't buying anything in there. She's just walking around the mall so she can track this guy, have a reason yeah. to officially yeah. notice that this guy is following her. Yeah. Right. And then she straight pulls those uh, section one moves and, and next you know, he's down in the escalator looking confused and she's traveling up the elevator like, okay, we got to go have a talk about, you know, creepy following. Yeah. So she shows up to Alex's yacht and he's, you know, sitting at his desk doing business stuff. And she's like, you can't be following me, da, 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 da. It's all a ruse because she's trying to take pictures of his computer, I guess. And he, of course, is completely charmed by this behavior. Like, oh, my God, it's so cute that you found out I was following you and now you're kind of mad about it and you're being super mad at me. This is hot. That's what I got from him. (laughs) Yes. But and then I circle back and one of my notes is that Nikita still has game because then when she's leaving and he's asking, oh, am I going to see tonight? She's like, no, I'm going home and going to sleep. And he's like, oh, is that alone? And she's like, that's the name of your business. Correct. yeah, but then she pops back in and sticks her head and she's like, but yeah, I'll be alone. And I was like, just got a little bit of game. Like, just like just got him on the hook, just got him on the hook and just keeps wheeling him in, reeling him in. Savvy. Like, like, Savvy and a savage. Like, yo, it's just, it, Nikita knows what she's doing. Yeah. She like, knows what she's doing. Yeah. So then, back at operations, Nikita needs a dress. Yeah. And Michael is, so I feel like the only purpose for this scene of Nikita being like, I, I need a dress or whatever, is so that we can know Michael is still mad about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. literally, the only reason we have this scene is to see the look on Michael's face. Yeah, like, Berkoff calling her out about her falling for this dude, and Michael's whole demeanor, just every bit of him, is do not like, and... <laughs> Pretty much. Then yeah. we go back to the yacht, and Alec... Um, says something super weird, which is that he can see basically he can see the truth of Nikita in her eyes, and so that's how he knows that he she comes from a similar background as himself. She's good at hiding it, but the eyes, the eyes tell the truth. Okay, yeah. What are your eyes saying, guy? <laughs> Crazy eyes. 
He's got the crazy eye. But, I don't like yeah. him. So, <laughs> so, but I get, I get that he, he is charming. Granted, we are picking up on clues that Nikita in the moment cannot pick up on. But from the outside looking in, this guy is nothing but a red danger sign. So um, then we transition to Nikita's apartment. Yeah. Okay. This is just an episode full of creepiness. I love Michael, but (laughs) yeah, this was too much. This was my this was my line in my notes where it's like Michael being jealous is like literally my title for this scene. Because she (laughs) walks in and Michael is sitting in her apartment in the dark. Yeah, like a, Edward Cullen. Oh, it's so <laughs> creepy and weird. I don't like it. And I don't like that he has this access to her apartment all the time. Yeah. It, it's just, uh, I, I, oh, it makes it grosses me out, frankly. It, it just grosses me out. And he's just sitting there like, why are you here? What gives you the right to just be in her apartment like this? Yeah. None, yeah. nothing. Yeah, because this is even really about the case. This is you, like, straight up in your jealous feelings. and. So you want to lash out at her about the case in the creepiest, most disturbing fashion possible? Like, Yeah. Also, Nikita has a cat. Yeah. Which I loved. <laughs> and I got really mad at Michael for trying to tell her to get rid of the cat. But he was oh. also right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because yeah. He, his whole thing was, you need to get rid of the cat because that's the first thing you notice when you walked in. Valid. First thing I would have noticed as well. Not the creepy person sitting in the dark at my kitchen table. Uh, he's like, it's a distraction. Get rid of it. Makes total sense from a spy point of view. Yeah. From an assassin point of view, that you should not have an animal that, if you cannot, if you're going to allow the animal to pull your focus in that way from your surroundings. But yeah. that is covered up by the fact that he's being weird. Yeah. And two, he has special access to her apartment <laughs> to be able to get in there without damaging anything. But and Nikita's yeah. a. She's is she a little drunk in this scene, or is that a later scene? I didn't. She no. might be in this scene. It, like, it, it might have be, been a later scene. I don't think there's going to be a later scene where she gets a chance. Mm, okay, because so I just remember there was like a moment. Well, no, it's got to be this one because like it's the whole her dancing around playing. The right, music, dressing, right, this right, scene. right. Okay, yeah, this scene. So he um. No, Nikita says to Michael, like, sometimes I don't know if you're the enemy or not, right? Or sometimes I think you're the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he responds to that, does he? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure what happened was it was uh, if I were an enemy, you'd be dead right now after the scene where they're talking about the cat. And that's when she says, sometimes I think you are the enemy. And he just leaves. Yeah, I mean, what are you supposed to say to that? So, Especially when you were creepily in her apartment, because that, yeah. Next, we go to operations, and like Nikita. Yeah. Okay, operations is saying like Nikita has to sleep with this guy if it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter how she feels. It doesn't like Nikita is not important at all. If she yeah. needs to sleep with this dude in order for um, Section 1 to make this case, then that's what we have to do. That's what she yeah. has to do. Operations has zero fucks to give Yeah. about and, this entire thing. And so, like, this is another one of those scenes where I want to compare Operations to Percy. Because while in this case, 
operations is a terrible person, but it's so disconnected from like a personal decision right? that it literally doesn't even register as him being cruel to Nikita herself. It's just him being a cruel person because Nikita, like none of them register as people in his head. And you can tell in right. the scene that he is not even thinking about this effect on a person. Like right. he doesn't even recognize Nikita as a person. And so it's a cruelty, but it's so different from Percy where Percy sometimes is just like, I feel like being a little malicious to you personally today and a lot of his actions. And so I think that's why even though Operations One, he is working for an organization that is ostensibly trying to do good, but you still can, de- I can deal with him more, even in a scene like this where he is being a terrible person, I can still deal with him better than I can deal with Percy. And he even has to check Michael because you can tell, even though Michael never says anything, you can tell by his demeanor that he is in his feelings about it. Because like you said, he's been in his feelings about it quietly the entire episode. And Operations has to check Michael a little bit. Like, did you hear me? Like, uh, I need you to get on top of this. If that's what she got to do, then that's what she got to do. And Michael is like, in his own way, sulking a little bit. So he, we, we know that that's on the table. Now we're at the yacht and Alec is doing a money transfer. Oh, well, yeah. no, we're at the yacht because it's a party. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Michael is at the party as well. And he's, you know, in his suit looking around or whatever. And he and Nikita are making eyes across the room. Probably shouldn't be doing terrible spycraft. Yeah. 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 Somebody mentions that later. RIP that guy. So uh, at one point, Alec goes to his office to handle some business. And Michael gives Nikita some kind of bug or transmitter or something. And in the middle of a dinner party, Nikita goes on a whole diving side quest. Yeah. Okay. Can we please talk about this? Because my first question on the first watch and on the rewatch is, why would you have Nikita, who is literally under the main bad guy's arm all night, go on this side quest where she has to just, versus you, Michael, who no one knows or cares about, and you are also on the boat? Like, why wouldn't it make more sense for you to go and do this and have Nikita distract everybody as one of the guests of honor at this party? Instead or of having the- a third option. Why not have somebody who isn't at all on the boat? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, but like, and so it was just like, what? Like, you it makes only have- no sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she goes off into the bathroom and she has to get out of her gown, and like, she must be wearing amazing makeup. Uh, <laughs> she has to get out of her gown and she like goes through the you know the side the porthole, yeah, porthole or whatever, and jumps off the side of the yacht and swims and puts the, the transmitter on the side of the boat and it comes back in and put on her dress and there's a long line outside of the bathroom and everybody's like, oh my God, is she okay? Whatever. Yeah, you would be concerned because she's doing a whole diving mission <laughs> out of a yacht's bathroom. It makes no sense at all yeah. for her to do this. But here comes Alec. He's like, are you all right? And she's like, oh yeah, I just think something I ate and he notices that her hair is a little bit wet it's like yeah I splashed some water on my face mm, okay sure yeah. yeah so um is this where we switch over to Michael now uh doing his bit to try and go get the info now that the bug is planted he's trying to download all the information and 
while I think Alec is a terrible person, I do have to say I completely appreciate the fact that he has some kind of computer security where it's like, hey, who is this trying to download all the files off this computer? No, we're sending an alert. This isn't right. And I was like, you know, it's totally kind of like a, a Diablos ex machina to move the plot along and have him get caught. But also just sensible bad guy precautions where it's like, no, you can't just download my whole hard drive without my computer being like, this is weird. Who does this? Right. Let me send an alert out. What doesn't make sense is after the alert goes out, security guy number one goes in search of trying to figure out what the hell is happening. And he runs into a supposedly drunk Michael in the hallway and he lets Michael go. Now, if you're a security guy and there's an alert from an office and on your way to the office, you run into one sole individual who is supposedly drunk, but you run into one individual who claims they are looking for the bathroom. Why would you not think that that person is the problem? Yeah. Like, I, it makes no sense. And that's why Michael dropped the, uh, the, planted the, the, the floppy disk. The, yes. Can we also talk about that? Yes. Yes. Oh, floppy disks. Oh. It threw me back so hard. I was like, man, when is he going to pull out a flash drive? And then he pulled out a floppy disk. And I was like, oh, oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Imagine how much data was on there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't even remember how much data floppy disk held. Like, yeah, I don't even know. Who like, knows? I think I got to look that up eventually. I don't know. And, um, some, some megabytes, maybe. Barely. Kilobytes, maybe? I, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, um, so see. he goes and lets, he lets Michael go, first mistake. He yeah. checks in, nothing is going on, right? Fast forward yeah. to, they have shut this party down. Makes total sense. If you're a bad guy running bad guy operations and you've got some sort of um, security breach, yeah, party is over. We need to figure out what the hell is going on, right? So everybody is leaving. They, they figure out, what Alex thinks he figures out is that bad guy, uh, excuse me, is that security guard is the one who has betrayed him because yeah. they find the floppy disk yes. on his person. And here's my problem with this next thing because Buddy immediately remembers dealing with drunk Michael, tells his boss, and then he's like, and she was making eyes at this same dude across the room, which once again circles back to, why wouldn't you stop that guy who was coming out of the suspicious room who was making eyes at, but because and so at this point because he didn't do any of that at this point it just sounds like you're making shit up to save your ass yeah like okay yes of course it's every everyone else is the yeah is the betrayer now not you yeah so like he kind of did this to himself being bad security but if you're alec you should still look into it yeah yeah probably (laughs) and I, i feel like section one Maybe Nikita didn't tell them this, but like in the next scene, when Nikita gets sent back in, I was like, that's a terrible decision. Like someone just fingered her as one of the possible culprits already. Like anything that goes wrong. Well, I mean, they still don't have what they need. So like she has to go back in, but also he, Alec was fully going along with the other guy being the person who betrayed him. So she hasn't been made yet. Yeah. So there's no reason to fully pull back yet. What was weird to me was how nice Alec was being to his security guy. And 
not weird, but just so duplicitous because he was so like affectionate with him. Yeah. Considering that he kills this man later. And he knew at that point that that's what he was going to do. So like, is he putting on the show for Nikita or is he putting on the show for this guy? Or Or even worse, that's just how he is, which is why he's so charming to Nikita is that I can totally be your friend and be kind to you while I'm literally planning on killing you in the next five minutes. And that actually feels like his character more. Yeah. Like the reason why he was able to be so charming to Nikita, because he is a charming guy. He's just a, also a monster. And both of those things exist at the same time within him. So then we go back to section one, right? And this scene is so weird to me. The t- tonally, it just doesn't make sense because Nikita is really pressed. She's like, what the hell? Money laundering? Like, she's still on this whole thing that this guy is not a money launderer. And, like, everybody else is, I I don't understand, like, the glee that they get from her believing that he's a money launderer. Yeah, like, that's what I was saying earlier. The entire lie was a bad lie. She calls you guys, like, all of section one on it being a lie. And then they still feel like proud that they convinced her. I was like, you didn't convince her. You just never actually told her, even when she was like, you're lying to me. Can I please have the truth? But it's not even pride. It's like they get joy from this ruse that they're running on her. Because what we find out is that, is that this scene or is that, yeah, Yeah, because it's all like a long, yeah, this is like a long time that we spend on operations. So we end up finding out that Alec is a slaver. And so once you find that out, it really puts, you have to go back to these other scenes and add that context. Like, why would you be getting, why would you be so gleeful about this lie that you're pulling on her? I don't get that at all. Especially to Nikita in particular, where the people that are being like traded are her pretty much. Like, 10 years ago, that was Nikita. So she completely identifies with the victims in this situation. And so initially, I was like, okay, I understand why you would keep this a secret from her because she would empathize too much. But after a certain point, it becomes like, why are you still making her continue with this particular type of route? And so they do introduce a a line of dialogue that he is so well protected that they have to catch him in the act. And that's, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. That is totally understandable. I understand why they don't tell her. Yeah. It makes complete. So the way she finds out is um, she's talking with Michael and Michael is Avria, what he says, but Nikita says something to the effect of like, it's not enough. What we've done is not enough. Like, why are we keep, why do I still have to go back in? Yeah, because you know we got the information. Like, why we do we have to break him down completely? He's a decent guy. Like, yeah, he's money laundering, but he's helping kids, whatever. And Michael also has this weird glee. Like, he has something. Like, there's this juicy secret that she doesn't know, and it's so amusing to him and to everyone else. And then they take them to the interrogation room. room, right? Yeah, yeah, and like. So my thing is, for Michael, while it feels kind of despicable for him, I understand what he's happy about because he's been jealous of this dude the whole episode and he finally gets to show Nikita like, oh, this guy you like, he's a dirtbag. 
And I feel like it's a little disingenuous yeah. to Michael's character, but I at least understand that they've yeah. been showing him to be jealous this entire episode of this guy. And now he gets to go disabuse Nikita of her like notions about who this guy is. Yeah. So he's taking pleasure. In it I don't it think makes sense just... from when you put it that way, it makes sense from Michael's perspective, yeah. but not at all not from operations and from um, Madeline. Not, especially not Madeline. Like, yeah. That, like, I didn't understand what she was doing so much. It feels like this episode she was taking more of the Amanda role. And I don't know if that's what she's going to be doing more in this series because I haven't watched it. But I really felt like, especially watching the other episode, is it was that direct juxtaposition of like Amanda's role as the person who forces you to be an agent. She's a mind fucker. Yeah. That's what all versions of Amanda and Madeline are, I feel. Okay. Like... Okay. That's that, but because that's what they're designed to be. They're yeah, that's literally to their position. Craft which, your brain into you being what section or division one wants you to be. Yeah. So, so okay. I hadn't seen that much from her in this yet, but I was assuming that's the, her whole role in this was to gauge Nikita's like kind of mental positioning while she's dealing with this dude and make sure they can keep her uninformed but still doing the job. Because that yeah. would be the only reason why she should be in those meetings. And I feel like they should have touched on that a little bit more then. So they go into the interrogation, and this is where Nikita finds out that Alec is a slaver. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't like anything about this whole, I don't like this setup at all. And I do, I like the, like, there's a lot of drama to the reveal, and it is very much a gut punch for. Nikita and you can feel that but it it also what I don't like I I don't like it for not me personally personally me but personally on behalf of Nikita because it's like can you trust yourself you know that's what you are setting if you're they basically spent the episode gaslighting her yes that's that's what they did and I yes. just realized that that's what bothers me so deeply yeah, that, about like, it. Until you put it in the words like that, I didn't, but you're absolutely right. Like, and they just completely, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they completely manipulated her sense of like being able to judge and deal with people. Right. And like, yeah. And it was uh, like, ha ha, he actually slaves children, enslaves children. He <laughs> he, and you thought he was a good guy. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So. Now, like I said, it makes complete sense why they didn't tell her. And Nikita yeah. proves this to be very true. That she could yeah. not have been trusted with this knowledge yes. <laughs> because she has to go back in. And um, in the interim, they find Alec and his people find the bug that was planted. Yeah. Why you wouldn't remove it, I don't know, but whatever. So he finds the bug. He knows that Nikita is the problem. Nikita shows up looking gorgeous in a red dress. Yeah. And uh, she goes into his office and he's at first having a regular conversation with her. And then he becomes, I don't even know what he says, but tonally, he's very like aggressive. Come to find out, poor minion, his dead body has been sitting in the chair the whole time while he's been talking to Nikita. Nikita goes to leave and that's when you get the reveal that he knows who she is. Or yeah. he knows that she betrayed him. And yeah. her immediate words, <laughs> you enslave children. Like, yeah. 
like didn't try to maintain her cover, didn't try to play it off, didn't have like all this suaveness she's been displaying this whole episode out the window, totally yeah, gone. Just, it didn't even take a, a millisecond. You sell children screamed at the top of her lungs, no chill whatsoever, all training out the window. Like yeah. he didn't even like push that hard. Yeah. Before yeah. he gave up the entire thing. <laughs> but we could see that coming. So yeah, 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 the girl, that's why you couldn't know the truth. Like they didn't have to take such glee in it, but that's why you couldn't know the yeah. truth. Right. So <laughs> so she's like, you sell children. And this is when Alec like really doubles down on the Dirt fact man. that he's evil. Yeah. Cause he's like, I mean, yeah, some sometimes I don't even really sell them. Sometimes they're just like gifts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Wow. Then, not just that, but um once Nikita stomps on his foot and what he threatens her with. Right. Like, he's like that I'm whole- gonna sell you too. So yeah. that they can assault you and hook yeah. you on drugs. Yeah, he's like, and- don't worry, that only takes like two weeks and then you'll do anything. And you're just like, oh, like you are just really want to make sure that your karmic death at the end of this episode, which has to come now, like, right, like, right. Like, you just want to make sure that everybody who's watching this episode is totally on board with, yeah, yeah, that's exactly and what he's like. And I've thought it out because then they're going to give you to a house and you'll probably be dead within the year, you know, yeah. like. And you'll wish it was even sooner because that mm. year will feel like, and you're like, oh, like, you know what it made me think of? The, um, in Django Unchained, when um, Samuel L. Jackson was talking about what they should do with Django as a punishment, and he talked about selling them to the uh, LaQuint Dickey Mining Company, that scene where he's just is so cavalier about how bad the slaves get it there, that's how I felt when he was talking. Like, just this horrible thing that he's going to do to Nikita because he wants to be mean to her, but he also just does that to other people just on the regular as just like his Tuesday. And it's that, that whole like mixed concept of like, this is a special torture for you, but it's also the thing I just do to regular people too, just when I need to make some money. Yeah, he's evil, evil. Yeah. Like for real. So Alec leaves and, oh my God, why, why TV men are so dumb? I actually really hate it. Yeah. Because... I have a lot of thoughts about that. So my first thought was... Explain the is, scene. Okay. So what happens is before we get um, even the threats from Alec and all that stuff, when Nikita tries to rush out the door, two men come in, grab her, pin her down. And this is when we get Alec who gets to go and give his supreme Bond villain evil rant about his evil plans and what he plans to do to her. He leaves. Now Nikita sat in the chair. Two guards are watching her. She proceeds to ask for a cigarette while hiking up her dress a little bit to show her sexy garters. And these two idiots immediately fall for it. And my thought though was more than that. It was the meta thought that really got me, which is the comparison between um, this Nikita and CW Nikita. Because in this, while OG Nikita does in fact manage to get out, and we'll talk about that in a sec, she's, it's a mix of cunning, skill, and sex appeal. While in Oh, and CW Nikita, two dudes would have never even registered as a threat. There never would have right. got a chance for him to, re- to give a bond to the beach because two dudes would have came in the door to try to stop her and she wouldn't have slowed down enough to even recognize that there were two people trying to stop her. Right. That is a, <laughs> that is a big difference. Like, and it's just, it's a lot about where they are in their journeys yes. for this story. Yes. Nikita 
Ojina Kita is still at the beginning of this spy game, yes. this assassin game, this killer life. And Nikita, CW Nikita, she's a fan. She's a G. She's yeah. like, she doesn't have time. Like, she barely has time to fight people. Yeah. <laughs> there are inconveniences to her. That's like, that's exactly the thought I was having. Like, we'll get into that when we discuss. Yeah. CW Nikita, but that was one of the thoughts I had was just like how they, like, don't get me wrong, OG Nikita handled this situation expertly, like with no problems, but it's just the difference in yeah. how they went about it. And it was really highlights, yeah, like, like you said, like where they are in their character journey and who they are. But circling back, so yeah, she hikes up her dress and she gets one of them to give her a cigarette. She asks the other one, like, aren't you going to give me a light? And then they both lean in and proceed to catch them hands real quick. Yeah. And just like, deservedly so. Yeah. I, I just, uh, why, why, I don't, you know, I've never really thought about, and then anyone who knows me knows how outrageous and absurd what I'm about to say is going to seem. I've never really thought about how bad men have it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, man. Okay. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. We can, we can roll with this, but that coming from you was just... I need a moment. I need a moment. Because, like, it's really a lot of times. And, I, I mean, actually, I should, I should repackage this because it's not that broad. It actually ties very much into how women are seen on television. Yes. Because what ends up happening is when you have a man, when, excuse me, when you have a woman who has agency, both of her mind and her body, and has the ability to kick a man's ass, a lot of times the man who is the antagonist in the scene has to be dumb in order for the woman to be successful. And I don't think it's something that they intentionally do. I just think it's millennia of, you know, cultural teaching and that they, in their, like, you know, the, the ancient part of our of ourselves, you know, and the things that we've been taught about gender makes people write it in this way, where in order for the woman to be successful in a scene over men, one, she has to use some sort of sex appeal in order to be successful. And then on top of that, the men have to be a little bit dumb because no way would a capable woman be able to get over an equally capable man. Yeah. And so that's what I really mean. So I walk back my yeah. first statement. Okay. Once I that, like dig that into sounds more it, like Alicia. That, that sounds more like Alicia. <laughs> we're, we're back on track. <laughs> that's what really bugged me about this scene. And sometimes it just takes a while to process what, okay. what is really triggering so, the, actually, the emotions there. Speaking of that, um, I just got to mention this one part, which is that Alec, Alec forces a kiss on Nikita. I mentioned that because there's going to be a parallel to that in CW uh, Nikita, and I really want to like set the groundwork there. We're going to talk about that scene later on. So this is something that does happen in OG Nikita. Alec, while he has Nikita, you know, watched by the two guards, forces this kiss on her, and that's when she stomps on his foot, and that's when he gives his villainous threats to her about selling her into sex slavery and getting her addicted. Um, you know, there's something that we didn't touch on with the reveal that Alec is a slaver. And it's when, I believe it's when Nikita is talking to Michael and she finds out the truth and she says something to the effect of, it's not enough for us to lie to them. 
but we have to lie to each other other. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I get it. We're, yeah, we're killers. Like we, we do bad things ostensibly for good reason, but we're a team. Yeah. You know, we're in this together. Like that's what you've been selling me, you know, for the greater good, but I can't even trust you to trust me. Yeah. So how do I then trust you at all? And I feel like it's a very throwaway line, but it's actually not that throwaway taken in the entirety of the series and Nikita's relationship with the organization in this series. And that's really what it, what it boils down to, I think, going forward. And actually really taking that line and thinking about how that would translate to CW Nikita. Like, because that's going to be something we're going to talk about with Michael, but like just the idea of how did the vision and CW Nikita get to be that bad, which is that they always lie to him. And even more in CW Nikita, they don't even ask about it. Like they know they're being lied to and just accept it and look where that led them. Like to where this, this operation that's supposed to have been ostensibly for good, gets so twisted so easily mm-hmm. because no one asks any questions and you expect to be lied to. Mm, yep. So. Now we transition to, in my notes, it's written truck-o-kids. Oh, I got so, Doxy, but yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Alec is, he has his latest, um, what do you call it? Shipment, yeah. I guess, God. of, of children. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so he's making his deal and a truck shows up and there's a bunch of kids in the back of the truck that he's selling to this guy. and while he's doing this transaction, the vision shows up and starts shooting up the people and whatnot. And then Michael calmly walks into the scene or yeah. like he Batmans his way into the scene. Because <laughs> he know? is Batman. Like. And uh, yeah, and Alec like really is, he's like, I, there's nothing about me that is good. That's what he is saying yes. throughout this entire ordeal. Yes. Like every every fiber of me is actually bad. I don't want to leave any doubt for, yeah. for you at home while you're watching this. So Michael like comes up to him and Alec, he kind of knows, he's like, well, okay, I can't shoot my way out of this, right? So he throws his gun away or whatever. And he's like, then he decides to knock over like a uh, barrel of gasoline or something. I have so, yeah. I was like, why are there barrels of gasoline where you're doing this at? Why is Division, who this guy no longer has a gun, and there are like 40, like Section 1 agents just letting him casually like knock over this barrel of gasoline, roll it over to the kids. I was like, just like, you can walk up to him by now. But continue. Right. Sorry, they just... let him. That, that's the thing is they yeah. really let this man, like, it's not easy to upturn a barrel of gasoline. Yeah. And he turns it over and kicks it over to the kids in the truck and then takes his lighter out of his pocket, turns the flame on, and now he thinks he's in control. And Michael doesn't care. Michael is like, do you even want to know why you're still alive? Which is a yeah. great line. That, yes. Okay. I wanted to say that. Like, like that was such a great moment where it's like, especially because Alec recognized he's like, like you can see the like the combination of like, oh, that's a good question versus the, oh shit. Because really, when you really think about that line, you really do need to be like, oh shit. Right. Because they just shot a whole bunch of people all around you with the precision targeting. And you're standing there, not a hole in you, not an accident or nothing. And when you, 
Like once you highlight that, you really got to be like, oh, fuck. And Michael is unbothered. Yeah. Like he just like it feels like Alec is throwing a tantrum. Yeah. And Michael is are if when you're done, you know we can we can talk about it when you're ready. Uh, you just get it out of your system. So Michael's like, yeah. Do you even want to know why you're still alive? Here comes Nikita. Oh my god. Creeping up from behind the truck, tiptoeing from behind the truck and knocks the lighter kicks the lighter out of this man's hand sets the whole damn place on fire yeah alec burns to death and michael has to run into the truck right. to get the kids to safety yeah and nikita's like oh i was just trying to you know aim for the lighter no girl you're trying to kill his ass like everybody yeah. knows that <laughs> yeah like and recklessly i might yo, add. and just like totally almost kill them kids playing yes. games yes like, if you wanted to kill this man yo but instead of kicking the lighter he had no idea you were there just close the lighter it's a zipper it's, just it's, close the tap hello. and then he's done like you've already won the game you could have grabbed that out of his hand very easily but then I'm no. a ninja kick it and like into yeah yeah oh it just potentially set yourself and everyone else on the fire tr- the truckload of the, kids the truckload of kids on fire but luckily the kids go get to safety and then Nikita is back in um, section one. one and she and operations have a moment yeah and in this case while like I said I have a lot of problems with operations in this case he was absolutely positively 100% correct that we wanted to take this guy in so we can get his whole operation because did you know what she did by killing him there's still people who are selling kids that we could have arrested if we would have arrested this guy we would have information on the rest of this operation like you got in your feelings and now all them kids that you said you purported to love and want to care for first you almost had a truckload of them on fire and two the rest of them we can't save now because we don't know where they're at because you killed the guy who knew Yep. And and she like, her her response is but those kids were innocent. Like, and his response kids? is you don't get to decide this. Like yeah. this is above your pay grade, you know, as far as how these operations run and who we sacrifice in order to get to the uh, main objective here. Yeah. That is not your choice. And this has been operations problem with Nikita from day one is that she does not follow rules and like so the problem I'm having especially from operations perspective is that typically which is more important Nikita's wrong a lot about the decisions she makes because what when she goes and like in the episode with her friend from fifth grade when she goes and protects her was actually the killer and you've just given this chick all the information she needs to take a shot at him like in this case, you sacrifice all the other kids you might have saved by saving this guy because you're in your feelings. So like it's tough because she's the main character and operations is so like ruthless in his decisions. But once you have all the facts, typically operations has been the exact right decision right. most of the time. Like Yeah. I will say this that in in a world where they actually took the time to fully explain what was happening, who this man was, and why they needed him alive, yeah, at least then you give you give Nikita 
uh, a chance to make an informed decision. Yeah. Whereas in this case, do I believe she probably still would have killed that man? Sure. But, but in this case, it's such a reaction based in emotion and not based on tactics. Yeah. And they don't allow her to do her job in the way that they trained her to do it. Like, I understand that, but like, I've also read like military science fiction and they have that talk about compartmentalizing information. And it's like, your order was to bring them in alive. And it's like, well, why? And it's like, that's none of your business. Like, you don't actually need to know why I told you to bring him in alive. Yeah, but Nikita has never worked that way. Yes, that's a thing. But when you have someone who has never proved to work that way, you maybe you adjust. Yeah, you know, you keep doing the same exact thing and she keeps doing the same exact thing. So why would you expect a different outcome suddenly? But so like my problem that I'm suddenly coming up against, like while we're talking about this, is the reality that like maybe Nikita should be canceled. Like based Ooh, on like, Yeah, she should have been canceled. Yeah, like you don't based follow on, rules. <laughs> yeah, like based on what we have, like she is in fact objectively a bad agent. Like she's good at what she does, but like the fact that she can't just follow orders, especially with the light of the the real like she should be able to recognize that so far every time they've given her orders, even though they haven't given her all the information, once she found out, their orders were always the right order. Like in this section one is actually for real, for real, the good guys and are fighting the good fight, even if they have to make morally great decisions. And so far, every time Nikita gets to the point where she finds out all the facts, the decisions that Operations has been making are right and valid. And she still won't follow orders. In, like Because I can understand where maybe Operations has been giving her some time to recognize that she's been wrong when she acts against them and eventually expects him to recognize that, hey, you know, every time you go and do way too much and then you find out the truth, I was right. And maybe she, operations expects her to finally recognize that whenever you go off books, you're always wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should stop going off books and trust that me and Michael are actually decent at our job and can make a good decision. Right. Because and Nikita is very good at her job, but she always has to overcome her own self. Yeah. First in order to be so she's extra good at it because she she imagine if she just followed the rules which is not in her dna to do uh so if she just followed the rules she would be a phenomenal by now she's already great and she's still putting up her own roadblocks that she has to tear down in order to find success but something that michael says a lot in the scene that comes up next but i think he says it he starts to I think he says it throughout the episode is we all do what we have to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. This is the job. You do what is required of you. Period. Without all this extra drama that you're always bringing to the situation. So in the next scene, Nikita's at home and she's lounging as she does playing with wires. And Michael this oh this bothered me so much like at least he wasn't already in her apartment but the fact that he unlocks her door yeah like yes he asks before he can come in but why um why not just knock yeah you know like you don't have to it's so icky it's so possessive and And so there's a very important part that if i don't want to talk to you and i go to my own space and you come in and i choose not to let you in 
and you force your way in right like it's like oh so just it doesn't matter if i actually don't want to talk to you and i want to have my own space decompress things it's only on your terms that we're going to deal and it's infuriating it's such a bad step from last episode where they really kind of played with that power dynamic and it was like you know two step forward one step back with this episode yeah so he unlocks the door and then he says can i come in and i would have cursed him out at that point (laughs) Like, <laughs> I would have straight up cursed him out. One, for all this drama, you've been gaslighting me for the past several days about this guy who is over here enslaving children. Two, you always coming up in my spot. Like, this is my space. Like, I understand that division, excuse me, section one owns my life, but can I at least have my space and let it be mine, you yeah. know, or at least the illusion of it? Can you allow me the illusion of it? I know you got a key. Like, but can you just allow me the illusion of it? No, he can't. So he unlocks the door. Can I come in? She, he, he comes in. They have this whole conversation. Um, I yeah. hate that I loved this moment. Because all of the other parts of it are so problematic. But when Michael walks up to her and... And Nikita jumps off of her like ledge or whatever. And she's like, give me a reason why I shouldn't kill you. So, all right, before we get there, because I knew okay. that was going to be your favorite part. Yes. I was like, my, I think my notes for that scene was um, they get to be dramatic as fuck together yes. as they do. Yes. But before we get to that, what I like. And was, I was like, you know, the like heart emoji. That's yeah. what was happening to my face during I, this I knew. Moment. Like, I, I literally had that highlighted <laughs> in my notes because I was like, oh, this is Alicia's <laughs> moment right here. Like, but so for me, it was the line before that, which is just like, you lie and then you say you're sorry. Oh, you yes. Lie, and you say you're sorry. And I was like, that is such a good moment to call them on that exact bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. you can't, like, you know, you can't keep apologizing and then making the same mistake and think that everything's okay. Like, and that's a very valid concern. And like having her actually articulate what her problem is with him about it, I felt just, it was a good step. Like yes. this is, I recognize what's wrong and this is what I need you to fix. And I love the fact that like she recognized what this problem was. Yes, stop being get- sorry, be better, you know? Yes. Yes. yes, And so after that, great, that was also a great moment. It all ties together yes. for this yes. whole scene. Then she pulls a gun on him and she's like, why shouldn't I just kill you why shouldn't i just pull this trigger and he says as he slowly and quietly walks up to the gun he says i can't think of a single reason and then leans over and places the softest kiss on the hand that is holding the gun and i hate him and i love him for it it's so unbelievably dramatic and also manipulative and also sexy and also romantic. I hate him. I, I love him. Know, I just want you to know <laughs> that this scene is not a scene you described to me, but when you described your feelings on the show, I was like, this scene, I was like, this is it. This is one of those scenes that she was talking about when she first told me about this show years ago. Like, this is one of those moments. Uh, it's so good. It's so, um, it's so full of angst, which we have discussed is my shit. Like it's so full of angst. There's just so much here (laughs) to deal with. And, and what I love is how economical it is. Yeah. They're, They're not saying much, but man, what they do say, it has a hell of an impact. 
one, stop being, stop lying and then being sorry. You know, I need you to respect me. Yeah. Is what she's saying. I need you to respect me and I need you to trust me. And that's what she's been saying all along. And what Michael has been saying all along is it's not actually about how I feel for you or if I respect you or if I trust you. I do what is necessary for the objective to be reached, period. That is my job and it is also your job. In spite of the fact that I am always doing my job and you are never doing your job, (laughs) we still have this connection. And it's not something that can be denied. And that's what all, all of that was said in those couple of lines of dialogue. Oh, uh. uh, chef's kiss. I love it. <laughs> and so then he leaves and Nikita and all of us are left, you know, with our conflicted feelings Yeah. Um, in, in the dark. And then she picks up her cat, which is appropriate. Yeah. I love that she didn't give the cat away. Yeah. And of course she reaches for the cat. That's literally a pet. Even though I, her, the fact that she has a cat is so representative of her relationship with Michael. Because cats are jerks. <laughs> she could not have a dog because dogs are all about unconditional love. And cats are so withholding. Like, <laughs> my cat's meowing outside my door right now, okay? <laughs> I mean, I, I love all animals. And I deeply enjoy other people's cats but I am very much a dog person because I feel like I have to work too hard for a cat's love (laughs) so but yeah I totally get why she would have a cat other than yes they're quiet um except when they're knocking except when they're knocking shit over because they're mad um oh Nikita is Nikita a cat also maybe Mm -hmm. because you know how cats are always like They'll be mad and then they like walk, they'll like walk off and knock something off the dressing table. You know, that, that, yes, that does actually sum up this Nikita very well. Like, yeah, so this this show is full of, you know, people who are cats basically. Wow, that took a turn, but, (laughs) but you get the point. Yeah. Great episode. I really, I really enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed how serious it was. I did not enjoy that they were gaslighting her the entire time. Uh, but I do understand why they would lie to her. So I like how complicated all of the relationships are and how complicated everyone's motivations are. Yeah. And I just want to add one quick summation about this episode so that when we run the parallel with the next one, you can see it, which is that in the end, what this episode was mostly about was slaving, and then the misplaced sense of trust in the wrong people for sometimes the wrong reasons. And then that goes with both section one and this villain of the week. And I feel like that was the core concept of this episode. And we'll get into how that translates once we switch over to uh, CW Nikita. Agreed. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about CW Nikita. I mean, I'm always yeah. excited to talk about all of these, but that's what's up next. On to episode four of CW Nikita called Rough Trade. And like the the parallels here kind of surprised me, actually. I was not expecting. To be that heavy, yeah. Yeah, to be that heavy. So this episode, well, before we get into that, what were your thoughts about this episode overall? I love this episode. Um, And I loved the slight shift in focus from Nikita going after active 
division operations to doing her own thing and making division come after her. I like her putting them on the back foot and I like that kind of shift from what we've been doing the last couple episodes. And then two, I just loved Nikita just getting to be absolutely over the top, dramatically badass in this episode Mm -hmm. consistently. Um, You get it a lot, but in this case, I feel like it was really highlighted, um, especially a couple scenes that we'll get into later, but just, yeah, completely ridiculously. Yeah, that's the chief takeaway I felt like from this episode is why do people even bother? Yeah. Just, if you would just give up now, I mean, yeah, we wouldn't have a show, but it doesn't make sense to me why why the her antagonist even try (laughs) like does her reputation not precede her at what point in your bad guy doings do you see nikita's name and you're like you know what actually i've been meaning to retire and i'm just gonna take my money and go live out the rest of my days happily because you could do that yeah and then you wouldn't have to deal with her and so part of my other thing is that she doesn't get the Omar little respect, which there's some other wire parallels I'm going to drop in this episode later on. But yeah, like when you say it like that, it makes me think of Omar little from the wire where Omar's coming and the bad guys just give her the drugs. and be like, you know what? They consider like, that's just the cost of doing business is paying off Omar and giving somebody to cut to Omar is literally just factored into the numbers. Like, oh, wait, how much are we going to give up to Omar this week? It's like, well, he hasn't hit us in a couple of weeks, so it's going to be a big hit. Like, I feel like that's how you got to treat Nikita. Like, Nikita's going to come and crash down your business, and you just got to, like, acknowledge it. And don't even fight her. Right. That just makes it worse. Because you be fight like, her, no. you end up dead. You could have yeah. just ended up living with your money. Yeah. And right. have put that life behind you, and she would be fine. Because she just yeah. wants you to stop. Yeah. She's not yeah. actually, for the most part, she's not looking for retribution. She's yeah. just trying to right, you know, her personal wrongs, but also stop the bad yeah. things from continuing to happen. So if you yeah. just stop doing bad things, she's not coming for you. Yeah, but they just, they don't believe it. Like they nope. see her like tiny petite pretty woman. They're like, she ain't got, oh, oh, oh. And then and next you know. it's your funeral. Yeah. So uh, this episode starts with Nikita reaching out to Alex, telling her, listen, putting, she's putting Alex on alert. She's putting us on alert, putting everybody on alert. Listen, I'm going to need you. I'm about to do some shit. I need you to tell me when division is making a move, which like you said, is a big difference from all of the previous episodes where she's baiting them right now. She don't want to deal with them. She's trying to handle her business and she doesn't want them interfering in what she's got going on. So Alex is like, okay, yeah, sure. I can do that. Um, She doesn't for reasons we'll get into later, but then it transitions to Nikita in the park. and. This scene, this this very specific moment happens a lot where somebody sees Nikita and they're afraid and they, they're like, I'm going to call the cops or whatever. Like, I'm afraid they're going to kill me. And Nikita has to say, like, come on, you would have yeah. already been dead. Like, why do I have to keep saying this every episode? Yeah. I wanted you dead. You would have been. We yeah. would not be having this conversation. Yeah. Like, I've been watching you for 15 minutes. You just noticed me. That whole boat is sailed. Like, yeah, just... I had time to walk up to your child. Yes, that, that... To have a cute conversation with her. Talk about her dad. Like we had a whole moment, and I'm only now allowing you to see me. <laughs> and so the mom, in this case, you know, she's lets us know that Nikita. She's rightfully afraid because Nikita yes. killed her husband. Yeah, and yeah, you should run if that's yeah. the situation. You should run. 
but you know, don't think you're gonna like call the cops or something. Like, yeah. this just no, don't, this definitely is... don't think you're gonna pull a gun on Nikita while you're <sighs> right. in like your face to face in hand range, like, yes. and you're fumbling and twitching, like, ooh, not like, a good look. It's not a good look for mom. Yeah, that's just you were about to give Nikita a gun is what was really gonna happen. Yeah. So Nikita basically tells her, "I'm about to do some shit." That's like her theme for this episode. <laughs> I'm about to handle some business and I'm going to need you to go into hiding because once I do this, people are going to come looking for you. So I don't want to start until I know you and your kid are safe. And it takes some convincing, but mom agrees to, you know, get in the car that Nikita left her and go into hiding because of course you do. Yeah, because you have to recognize it's like, yes, this is the woman that killed my husband and is a super spy who just showed up and was just talking to my kid in the park, and I didn't know. Yeah. And she's like, and two, most importantly, even if Nikita was going to do bad things to you, when she's telling you, hey, just run and get out of town, I'm providing for you, like, even if you don't believe her, you're going to do it anyway just because what's the other alternative? Right. What if she really, really is after you if you don't just leave? Right. Then what are you going to do? And um, Nikita yeah. admits in this scene that killing this woman's husband was wrong and that yeah. that's the right that she is trying to rectify in this case. So we transition then into downtown, like lower Manhattan or something, I guess. And this is when the parallels begin. And also when you realize how little fucks Nikita has to give. Yo, like like, I I love this thing, especially it's just how the acting and like the confidence and like playing these different roles when she comes and talks to this fashion designer. And you can just, like, the moment where it makes the turn from, oh, yeah, I'm a clothing buyer and I'm here to pick up some things to... Right, because she's, she shows, she shows oh, up yeah. at a fashion house. Yeah. And they are, like, there's a lot going on at this place. There's yeah. flashlights, people taking pictures, there's models everywhere, design is happening or whatever. And then she walks up to this woman and she pretends to be a buyer. Yeah. And the woman is dumb because, and I'll tell you why. Nikita has murder in her eyes. There is at no point during this episode that Nikita's intentions are not very clear in her eyes. So when this woman meets this so-called fashion buyer, her, um, the part of ourselves that is about survival should have kicked in and known immediately that something was wrong. Because I feel like usually Nikita is very good at playing the role, but in this case, she was only very barely. Yeah. Barely yeah. holding on to any kind of subterfuge with this yeah. woman. And so she's like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, buy her, blah, blah, blah. And they'd only shared maybe two sentences before Nikita is like, yeah, so here are these pictures of all of the dead people that yes. you, because you use slave labor to make your fashions. And I wouldn't ever buy your shit anyway. Like she is... Basically, the Nikita we meet right here is the Nikita from the OG version when she yelled at that man, you sell kids, you sell children. And so what's even better is that Nikita does this and they're on the middle of the floor with everybody still around them taking pictures, doing all that stuff. And the lady gets ready to scream and Nikita just grabs her by the wrist like, shut up. And you like, with everybody around, just zero fucks to give. We find out later that she broke this woman's wrist at that moment. Which yeah. you don't even know at that point. <laughs> but she breaks this woman's wrist and she's like, I need information because you are a slaver and this is what you do and I'm, I'm going to stop you. And you're working for the triad and da-da-da-da-da. Nikita does not care. She's got a mission. Yo. 
And when she just grabs that chick by the throat, she's like, how does it feel to, to like, what, be in someone else's power right now? Tell me where they are, slave. And you're just like, oh my, like, yo. Broad daylight. Like, Everybody is there. Nikita has, like, she is, she's on something else this episode. Yeah. She is and, on something else. And I love, I love it. But I also love the parallel, like yes. the fury that she has. So if you yes. take the contained fury of OG Nikita in her episode, versus this unleashed fury i love how they fit next to each other i feel like you flip those terms because like og nikita blew up and was just over the top and loud and dramatic when she found out this but she couldn't do anything about it is what i mean okay yeah that's what you mean you know because like this nikita like given that fury a purpose and controlling on what it's going to do makes it so much more devastating because like you know you don't get like the loud screaming explosion of anger you just get action and those actions are devastating. And also the parallel is that, so, and it again goes to their different places in their lives. OG Nikita, like I said, she is angry, but she does not have any agency in yeah. this regard. Yeah. Nikita, CW Nikita has all the agency yes. and also understands that she is trying to get to the top of the food chain. Yeah. That's and actually, it's a difference in six years, that right? Is, I didn't even catch that part. Like, that's so interesting. Like, yeah, OG Nikita settles for a bottom rung guy to vent her anger on. And this Nikita works her way from the bottom to the top by herself because she's not going to shut down a part of this. She's going to shut down your whole business. Yep. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's- kudos to them for making that distinction and for really... Like, I love that all of the decisions they make are based in who Nikita would become. Yeah. And that's what this Nikita is. Given the opportunity, this is who Nikita could have become, but also the difference in working for an organization that, for as long as CW Nikita has known them, has never been doing the right thing. Because we find out this is her first mission. Yep. Her first mission is which we we don't we don't know this yet but her first mission is a dirty mission yeah so okay yeah. but we're jumping the gun a little bit yeah. sorry yeah. i just got very excited about I know, that i know um, <laughs> it, i feel the same way i feel the same way so then we go to division, division right yeah we go to division with alex and they're doing a training exercise and michael wants them to disarm a fake bomb underneath the car and of course Jaden is super excited to go first and be number one and God, Jaden and Tom can't do it. But anyway, Alex and I would have been mad if I were Jaden too, actually, because Jaden was actually very low key in this case. And they asked who wants to go, and she's the only one who raised her hand. Yeah. And then she doesn't get selected. They choose Alex, and she already don't like her. So and and two, most importantly, when they finally do let Jaden do go, she's excellent at it too. So that's really important. Like yes, like which like I want to get like you know you told me if I don't do better I'm gonna die. So here I am ready to do better, and you're like. We don't care about you anymore. So right, yeah. right. I respect. We you. care about the white girl. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that. As yeah. th- there are very few um, black people on uh, any of these shows, um, OG Nikita and CW Nikita. Uh, but of course, you know CW Nikita has a Asian American lead, so there is that, of course. But yeah. as Jaden being the only black woman on the show. 
and always being sort of through sometimes her own fault being thrown to the side in favor of the white girl like I just wish that they had actually written to that story yeah because that would have been so much more interesting than just Jaden is a mean girl yeah it would have like if they would have started with that first and then had Jaden becoming mean that would have been like where you understand it's like Jaden is completely correct in the way she's treating Alex because yeah instead you but that's not what they do i'm just i'm just like throwing my own um like what we would do in our own right exactly because that's absolutely not what Jaden's character is about this is not about like race or anything Jaden is just the worst and (laughs) but uh yeah so Jaden is the worst but in this case Jaden was actually correct in being upset about this yeah so um alex has a panic attack yeah right and um she has a panic attack, remembering the time when her family's killed and she was trapped into the bed. And here and comes there's like fire everywhere, yeah. and there's legs walking yeah. in. We are not gonna discuss that yet. We will get to that in the future. But we but, you know what's going on with that. We know what's going on. But I just there's something that I want to talk about so desperately that happens also in this episode, but I can't because it's a spoiler. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe there's somebody listening to this episode who is watching along with us and I don't want to, and maybe they haven't seen CW Nikita before, so I don't want to spoil anything. But just know, uh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. But (laughs) so, So. yeah, she sees like his legs walking and she has her panic attack and she freaks out and Tom pulls her out from underneath it michael acts like he doesn't know what a panic attack is yeah and man. amanda is, is creepily hovering even though she has a reason to be there as she tells michael she came to get him but it's still creepy amanda is always creepy that's what i'm gonna say is that like no matter what amanda's doing she like even when we get the we get flashbacks later where she's legit just mentoring and talking to nikita and it still comes across as really <laughs> creepy yeah it makes me uncomfortable yeah and legit she, it, it, it's nothing in the scene. She's just legit giving Nikita her mission parameters and it is still <laughs> like, still makes creepy. my skin crawl. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know if you're trying to like mind control me right now. Like, I don't know what's happening. I just feel like something is going on. I don't know. Just, yeah. That's just who she is. Like, kudos to, um, kudos to the actor. I cannot remember her name at this moment, yeah. but kudos to her. Yeah. Um, so then what yeah. happens next? So um, then we switch over. And we get to um, Division and I guess their operations room and they're figuring out what Nikita's doing and they make the connection that she's going back to her first kill, but they have no idea why. They're like, this case is closed. This is over. What did we, what are we even doing here? What's the connection? And that's when we find out that Nikita broke this lady's wrist. Yeah. Because they look up the fashion lady and Burkhoff is like, what is, like, who is this shit? Like, yeah. what does she have to do? Oh, Nikita broke her wrist. Huh, must be something <laughs> a little bit more going on here, you yeah. know? And then we have a flashback. Yes, and my line for this, Nikita and Michael spar slash flirt. Yes. <laughs> and Michael gives her her first mission. Yes, that's <laughs> exactly what happened. This is, this is how they flirt. They, yeah. they fight. <laughs> like, they yeah commit violence against one another and that's it's their amazing language flirting. yeah and yeah. it's amazing flirting every time and yeah. i'm always here for it completely like, inappropriate shout out to nikita's bad wig completely inappropriate as i said i am here for the continuity of the bad wigs yes. um <laughs> but yeah they flirt flight they flirt fight 
Yeah. And Nikita is like, all right, she's got her new mission. She goes to Amanda. Being creepy. (laughs) And she's not even, like you said, she's just telling Nikita what the what is, what she got to do. And it's still creepy. (laughs) Like, (laughs) It's just like, oh, and then there's also a baby doll, which makes it even creepier. Anytime baby dolls show up anywhere, (laughs) children are not around. It's creepy. Yes. And... Well, a baby well. doll in a box, like she opens up the box, and then there's a baby doll, and Amanda's being Amanda, like, oh, you know, you're just gonna have to learn to be a part of the family. And you're like, is this a horror film? Like, what's going on? Um, so I did have a note in this, which was something like it kind of dips on once you get more of the facts. But my question was like, why would they give Nikita as her first mission such a morally ambiguous mission? Because from what she understands, what they're doing sounds morally ambiguous, they don't give her a reason. And at first, and what is know, we, what what is the mission that yeah. they give her? So the mission is that they are going to kill um, a new homeland security officer. Um, this is set in a time period where homeland security's just been created, and Nikita's mission is to go in, become an au pair or nanny um, for this family, take care of their new child, and ultimately, what she discovers is that they're going to be killing the Homeland Security officer. Right. So my question just is, is that based on what Nikita knows, this guy's a good guy. He works for their own government. At this time, Nikita genuinely believes Division works for the government and is acting in the government's best interest. And so it seems really weird to give her such a morally ambiguous mission as her first mission. And normally I would say that's just the way Division is, but we just had a scene a couple episodes ago where Percy doesn't want to let the recruits know when he has the recruits uh, digging through the reporter's uh, life and all her files, he doesn't want to let the recruits know what they're doing because he doesn't want any random questions about moral ambiguity or having a clash of conscience. And I realized that it's not an issue the way I thought it was because the whole reason Percy doesn't want to tell them is because of Nikita, because he did give Nikita this morally ambiguous mission to start. And she did start finding that clash of conscience. And it's just interesting to see the difference like but also i mean we learn later that it's not morally ambiguous but that's for later what i what i want to talk about in this moment is the parallel from the la femme nikita episode in that both characters are put in a situation where they don't understand why they are why this particular man is their assignment because nothing seems to be terribly bad about them and they both connect in different ways with these guys. Like, OG Nikita, you know, they start flirting, whatever. But in this, Nikita recognizes a guy who is a little overworked and just wants to take care of his family and just gets to watch this man be with his family and just embrace that and see how kind and good he is. And and he's like, allegedly doing good work. He's there yeah. trying to... To, you know, take down the triad. And this is something that Nikita explained to the mom in the beginning that, yeah, I killed this guy because the people I was working for at the time made me do it. And I thought I was doing the right thing. That's what they told me. But it turns out like he was trying to stop the slave trade. And when he died, the slave trade just exploded. Like everything got way worse. And that's yeah. the right along with killing your husband that's the wrong that i'm trying to write in this case you know so yeah ostensibly this guy is doing good work but 
he's a target for a division and it doesn't make any sense. And something that is also a parallel as far as the Michaels are concerned is, you know, you do what you're told. Yes. Right? We're not here to ask questions. This is the mission. And our job is to complete the mission, period. So, yeah. And then we move to back in the present at Division. Alex is sparring with Tom. And I had to put this in parallels. Yucky parallel with Nikita and Michael. The fact that they went straight from Nikita and Michael sparring and flirting to Alex and Tom sparring, I was like, it wasn't overt flirting, but the parallel was there. And I was like, that's disgusting. And you need to yeah. cut that out. Well, Don't you taint my Nikita and you. Michael like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Anyway. Thanks, soon. So then so, Alex is like, you know, she sees Michael like walking on a mission, yeah. right? She's like, ooh, got to let Nikita know because forgot about that part. She's supposed to be on so-called yeah. sentry duty, letting Nikita know when Division is up to some things so Nikita can watch her back. So she goes to like try to run to the computer room why no one thinks it's suspicious that Alex Thank is always you. running to the computer room Thank at you. the most random like, times? Absolutely no chill. Just yeah. in the middle of sparring, I'm just going to go to the computer yeah. like, what? Ooh, gotta go. <laughs> and, but either that's neither here nor there, I guess, because she immediately gets stopped by one of the goons who, what do those goons actually do? Like, I, like they, there's security in, in division, I guess? I don't yeah, know. Like, I was like, like, how good at security are you when you're training badass ninja assassins? Like, I just, anyway. yeah, they, they don't make any sense. And also he was manhandling her, which also didn't make sense. Like, cause yeah. she's like, oh, I gotta go. And he's like, Amanda needs to see you. Although I could probably, yeah. I probably think that fear of Amanda yeah, probably has I mean. a lot to do yes. with like, that. Yes. If Amanda gave me a command and I worked there, like just the way they first referenced Amanda when you first find her, when you first find out about her, it's like, oh, bring in the interrogator. And here comes Amanda with her notebook, and you're like, yeah. oh, like, that is terrifying. Like, <laughs> like, like, or even better, Burkhoff's reaction when they're like, call for Amanda. He's like, no, 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 you don't got to do that. You don't got to do that. And Burkhoff yeah. is in a room with Percy, sitting there rolling the mouth off of Percy, but you say you're bringing in Amanda, and it's like, oh, God. Yeah, oh. I'm not about that life. Nobody's trying to be about that Amanda life. So Alex goes off to Amanda, and I love the parallels that Alex makes here because yes. Amanda's yes. like, you know, what is the problem? Um, what about your panic attack? Like, let's try to, let's try to workshop it. I'm going to be your yeah. therapist right now. Yeah. And Alex is like, yo, this is slavery. Like, yeah. and <laughs> I love it where she was just like, and then she calls them out even deeper where she's like, let's not cut the mentors. You mean when I was with the Russians, when I was a sex slave, right? She's like at least they had the, the decency to at least drug me before right. they did it to me. For sure. And, yeah. And <laughs> I was so mad that Alex didn't catch up on where like Amanda's like, good point. And then hands her tea yes. cup. And I was like, I was like, I didn't even need to see what happens next. I was yeah. like, don't drink that tea. <laughs> don't drink that tea. <laughs> and here comes dumbass Alex, take it like a shot. And you're like, oh, poor baby. Yeah. And then Alex is down for the count and wakes up in a straight jacket. I Yo. mean the horror. Yo. And it just, it totally fits with how Amanda would make you get over any of your problems. Straight exposure. It's like, oh, you have a panic attack about being in small spaces? Lock in a trunk of the car and bury it real quick, and we'll come back in a day or so and see how she's doing. Like, that is exactly how Ma- Amanda would have you get past your problems. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, ugh, ugh. I just can't imagine, like, the, the, the frightening nature of, one, you already had a panic attack. Yes. Two, you've been forced to talk about it a little bit, right? 
Three, you last thing you remember is you're drugged. And then four, you wake up in a full-on straitjacket with Amanda. Amanda standing over you in a room, a all-white room, okay, and a heart monitor beeping loudly because your heart is racing. Yeah, because my first thing was like, you wouldn't even recognize it as a heart monitor. You're a division, and all of a sudden you're strapped up and something's on your chest beeping. You're like, oh, I'm about to blow up. Right. Oh, and the last thing you were doing was trying to fake dismantle a bomb. Yeah. yeah. And so now you wake up with something ticking on your chest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yikes. So we have another flashback where it's um, Nikita is at the, the home of the, the Homeland Security guy. Right? right. And, you know, the wife really likes Nikita because, of course, you know, Nikita's being super sweet nanny, whatever. And Nikita decides to take the baby out for a walk because she gets a voice in her ear and this was so creepy like take the baby for a walk <laughs> you just like hear that in your ear it was just very very creepy so she takes the baby outside and they're going for a walk and then suddenly you know she has one of the guys one of the husband's guards with her suddenly like that dude gets shot the vision is here they're doing a whole op and then yeah, and michael like, shows up and he's like give me the baby no yeah, i was like and and so like i thought it was completely fair that nikita was like god no like <laughs> what no and completely so, valid response in that yeah, case give yeah, me the like, baby no i can't i can't do that <laughs> i cannot give you this like, baby <laughs> i don't know what's going on but i feel that putting this baby in your arms is and this is where it gets interesting because this is the first time we get to see michael and rome clash mm-hmm. Because Roan immediately get a standby team for cleanup on the way. <laughs> and Michael's like, when do you give orders? And he's like, get your aid in a check. And like, I was like, oh, Roan is just, he the boss? Like, what? He's, he, Roan has a job. Yeah. He knows, yeah, he, he is very clear about and, what his responsibilities are. And he don't care who you are. Yes. And I love the fact that Roan is supposed to be the cleaner from the original two movies. And he's much more effective at his job. Yes. Like, you know, not just randomly trying to kill an entire embassy's army contingent by himself with a pistol. Right. And he's so. like, he doesn't have time. We don't, I don't have time for this back and forth. Yeah. Like, we got, we're on a time frame here. She, she don't want to give you the baby. We're going we're gonna to work something out. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I think he jumps the gun a little bit because, yeah. like, you're going to find a new au pair suddenly to come in. Yeah. You know, but whatever. So yeah. Michael convinces her to hand over the child but only because he has to literally say, we are not going to harm the child or the mom. And that was, that's one of those hints. That's one of those foreshadowing moments right there that like we had orders mm-hmm. not, to, not to harm the child or the mother. Mm-hmm. So she gives the baby off to Michael and they give her a baby, a fake baby. It's the reappearance of the doll. But now yeah. the doll has a bomb in it. Yeah. Ugh. So she walks back into the house and yeah. drops the baby off the bomb baby to sleep and uh has a little moment with the dad you know he's like um good guy i just feel like all his scenes are like i'm just a good guy uh that's really like literally the entirety of his character development to this point every time you see him it's doubling down on he's just like an overworked dad government official you know yeah so nikita leaves and they blow that shit up. They don't even, they blow the house up. They don't even wait for Nikita to get out Yo, of the blast radius. And I was like, and I thought that was really interesting because you always get the uh, cool guys don't look at explosions thing. But in this case, Nikita just space playing, like yeah. dirty style. And I feel like that just goes to like 
double down on this is her first mission. She don't even know how the cool guy walk away from the explosion. Because Roan had enough distance to be A-OK. And he hit that trigger. He looked back at the key. I think for like a split second was like, oh, good enough. And yeah. hit that button. And she just straight face planted. And yeah. So then. Oh, no. Hold on. We skipped over a scene. We skipped over an important scene. I think. Oh, what did we skip? Nikita going to the uh, the sweatshop. Oh, did that happen already? Yeah, yeah. We it's because of the flashback. The flashback mm. messed me up too. But I, I got them written in order in my notes. But yeah, so Nikita goes to the sweatshop in between. Um, hold on, I'm gonna God. Yeah, it was a while back. Oh yeah, because yeah. this is before Alex takes the the drug the tea drugs yeah the, the tea so, that it has yeah. been drugged so yeah. before alex gets drugged by amanda nikita goes to the factory right and, and she tries Ooh. to check in with alex to find out what's right. going on right but alex isn't there because she's been taken and, I and nikita love doesn't fact. have time to wait yeah and i love the fact that nikita just is like oh well and just takes out a baton and just proceeds to walk straight through everybody in that goddamn yeah. sweatshop yeah, like, like she and, does not care. I like, she's like, fine. I you know I could have used a little uh backup intel, or something until whatever. But if I got to do it this way, that's fine. I'm and, literally gonna take on a whole factory full of bad guys. And my favorite part was when she shoots the gun in the guy's hand, and she was mad that she had to use her gun one. Yes, like I fought an entire factory. Like, damn, I can't believe I had to use this gun. Yes, and just the fact that that's literally the level that she's at. That like you know. You know, eight to twelve random dudes trying to fight me. What? That's not even the warm up. Doesn't even like, break a sweat. Tells yeah. all the people in there, listen, your debt to the triad is paid. Y'all can go ahead and get out of there. I'm about to clean up this mess. You know, don't worry about it. And she's like super calm, um, freeing these people from their slave labor. And then the guys are coming at her, and she's super calmly beating their ass. And they keep coming, and she keeps putting them down. And then she blows the whole place up. Like, and she lets one guy escape, right. which, and I love which the plot Which we learn point. later is yeah. for a reason. Yeah, and I love the plot point when she's like, oh, go tell your boss. And I love that Burkhoff, when Burkhoff immediately hears- Wait, like, before we get to oh. that, let's talk about the parallel of Nikita setting this sweatshop on fire after she gets all the workers out. Yeah. And OG Nikita blowing that man up. Setting that man on fire and almost killing all those damn kids in the truck. Almost killed herself. Almost killed herself, all... Michael, all the division people. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just reckless, completely reckless. This Nikita, with purpose, uh, sets this place on fire after all of the people are free. That she cares about their lives. And yeah. so my point being is that cool guys walk away from explosions. So OG Nikita, like, no, sorry. Early Nikita in this episode on her first mission, face planet. This Nikita, who guys walk away from explosions, no problem. Right. Like, I got this on point. No yeah. issue. Yeah. And like, I love that juxtaposition of who she was six years ago versus who she is now, where like she has trouble planting a bomb and a baby in an empty house with no one bothering her. And this, she just walks like straight, sleepwalks through a dozen dudes trying to fight her, does her business, frees some people, and leaves. And she ain't even like got a sheen on her brow yet. Nothing. Like, <laughs> nothing not out of breath none of that none of that so then then as you were saying we go to division and that's when you find out yeah about uh alex and the uh straight jacket 
No, yeah. about I'm talking about because uh, oh, yeah. we had oh, jumped around Berkhoff. with yeah. with yeah, Burkoff, yeah. With Burkoff, where they go and Burkoff gets to show off a little bit. Uh, they discover that Nikita let one go, and you get to see Buddy, who she let go, talking to his boss, telling him that like, hey, Nikita showed up and shit went bad, dog. Like, and Burkoff gets to show off. He's like, look at his real time subtitles because they're speaking in Chinese, and he has he bugs the office some kind of way and gets there. The internal security feed routed to Michael's phone so you can see with a real-time <laughs> translation. Which is amazing. Yeah, like if that really worked. I, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, like, like that's fully, yeah, tip, tip the hat to Burkhoff for that one, shout on yeah. it. Like that is fully amazing that yeah. he managed to do real-time uh, subtitles, but yeah. real-time translation. But yeah. what my favorite part of that scene was when the guy was like, how did you let this happen? And Buddy was like, I don't know. She was just really fast and really angry. Like, <laughs> we don't know exactly, what happened. Yeah, like that's exactly, like, think about like anytime you've been in a high stress situation, you don't know what happened. And that's what Nikita showing up in your building is like. Just she walks in and next thing you know, you just barely getting out alive. The building's on fire. She's driving away. And you're like, I don't even, what? I don't even know what just happened. You're just like, like I don't like. I woke up. I had breakfast, and then you're trying to go through your day. You don't know. You don't know. You came. You went to work, and now I'm here. Like I don't know what happened in the middle, man. So yeah, he's like, she was really fast and really angry, which is yeah, yeah. Nikita. That yeah. that that's what it is. So then, where do we go next? Yeah. Um. So this is where Burkoff recognizes that that guy. Like I love it where she's like Nikita let one get away. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. And they immediately like start looking for trackers and bugs that have to be planted on this dude because as Burkoff knows, she'll let you get away with nothing. Exactly. And she's looking on the screen on like whatever computer in the office or whatever yeah. at the um at the meeting. Yeah. And then that's when we get the reveal that yeah. Mr. Victor, Victor is, is the triad boss. Yep. Womp, womp. So he's not the good guy we've been playing him to be, or they've been playing him to be. He's actually the villain in this case, and also a slaver. Yep. So in this case, he's doing you know slave labor, not just like selling kids, um, yep. but he's like about kids and adults, you know, equal yep. opportunity. Uh, so Michael is on his way to Nikita's location, and this is where they have their meeting. Yeah, and I love this because when Nikita confronts Michael with this truth, the fact that Michael had no idea. Mm-hmm. And it just is the difference between CW, Michael, and Percy, and OG, Michael, and Operation. Like, because in that case, Michael was in on the lie too, at least. And in this, like, this Michael just always being a rope dope like, always, always getting played along, listening to Percy BS and letting Percy spiel him. But I think there is a similarity here in that both men do what is necessary, right? Michael, both Michaels are, their ethos is I do what I have to do, period. It's not actually about asking questions. Michael knows what he, Michael, OG Michael knows what he needs to know, what operations lets him know. And it's not because OG Michael is asking questions right? He's yeah. just in on it. And because there's no reason for him to not be in on it, because section one is doing what they're supposed to be doing. Whereas yeah. in this version, 
division has turned. Division yeah. is a bad organization, and Percy cannot let Michael know the full extent of the of the rot. So he doesn't tell Michael things, but Michael also doesn't ask questions. And that's the problem: is the fact that this Michael doesn't ask questions, even when you get a mission that's like we're killing a homeland security officer. Yeah, but my like, thing is neither Michael asks questions. Yeah, and that's yeah. the. That's the connection between them. It's just the circumstances and the consequences of not asking questions that are different. But centrally, neither of them are the the guy that's going to be asking questions to authority. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he finds this out and it shocks his world. Yeah. And then he confronts Percy. And And Percy has a whole thing. Always. Percy's always got some game to run is the problem. You can't catch him on his back foot. And so he goes and Percy spiels out this great story about the drama of if the U.S. would have found out that one of the highest ranking officials in this newly formed branch of government, Homeland Security, who is actually a criminal and a big criminal from a triad and how that would shake this government to its foundation. So that's why they just had to kill him. And so obviously Michael asked the next question, like, so why didn't we actually kill him? And Percy's like, well... What had happened was... Yeah, and so Michael's <laughs> next line is like, so we didn't get paid for it, did we? And you can see Percy's face just like, stop playing games with me, okay? All right, you done caught me. Stop asking yeah. dumbass questions. Right, <laughs> like, do we have to do this whole thing? Like, <laughs> let's just, can we move on? Like, <laughs> nothing is going to change because of this conversation right now. So yeah. <laughs> let's just, we both know what it is. Let's just keep it moving. And yeah. so basically, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They just leave it alone, and that's what they do. The whole point of that conversation was that Michael had to ask Percy, hey, where's this dude staying in Hong Kong? Because I'm pretty sure Nikita's already on a plane. Yeah. So of Percy course tells, she is. Yeah. Percy tells Michael, go ahead, get on the plane. I'll give you his ex- exact address, you know, while you're en route. So Nikita is on her way to Hong Kong and gets stopped at the airport. And this is what really tickles me is that anyone, so she gets stopped at the airport and some people come in and they like capture her and they take her to meet Victor. And Victor really thinks he has the upper hand. And this is what tickles me, that anyone would ever think they have the upper hand. Like Nikita didn't intentionally set this all up for this purpose so that you could get her and she could get to you. Yeah, like, cause I was like, you do understand that all she got from your IP address was that you were in Hong Kong. She didn't know where you're at. So, and I was like, just, don't even know, dog. Just playing right into her hands. She was like, I've been waiting. Directly. Directly into her hands. So now Victor thinks he's like, you know, he's got this under control. He's going to kill Nikita, so on and so forth. And now we have a parallel. Yeah. Back to La Femme Nikita, where for some reason, this, see, this scene, this read less true to me then um what's buddy's name alec yeah like so victor is like i'm just sorry that i never had my way with you so all right to go back because i i see where you're going with this there was a throwaway line that he made that was completely inappropriate and they took it as a joke early on which is when nikita goes to take the baby for a walk when the wife is leaving he makes a joke he's like oh that's right you better not leave me the old man with the uh, pretty young nurse and his wife, like, ha, 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 I'm going to get you for saying that. But at least they tried to throw in a line because you're right. This scene is 
completely kind of out of whack, but they did try to throw in a line where he has acknowledged some attraction to Nikita to like try to mitigate it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But then what, what bothers me also about this is that without him immediately turning to a uh, sexual assault, yeah, this whole plot falls apart. Yeah. Right. Because Nikita has, he mentioned earlier, or it was mentioned earlier that he has a peanut allergy. And yeah. I like that she has decided to weaponize this. And she put peanut lipstick oil. on no, or oil oil, like, okay, lipstick. peanut oil over her lipstick yeah. because she somehow knew that he would attempt to kiss her and then she could create this deathly allergic reaction. It's just very complicated. Like too yeah. many things that you have no control over have to go right in yeah. order for this to work. And then it also um, leans so heavily on the idea that as once again, a woman yeah. with agency cannot get over a capable man without using her sexuality or him being a little bit dumb. Yeah. You know, it's the same, yeah. like of all the things to pull from that, yeah. from the other episode, I wish they would not have pulled this particular one, but it really is the same exact yeah. it really is. thing. And that's why she's able to get the drop on him because he decides he's going to forcefully kiss her just like um, Alec, Alec did. But at least Alec, Alec, I feel like was like he was, it was totally yeah. in character. Yeah. And two, like at least with Alec, they were initially dating. Right. Like he kissed, right. like, you know, that was a spite anger kiss. Like, hey, we were dating and you betrayed me. Right. Exactly. You know, so like, it, like everything about that made more sense than this guy who you knew in passing for like, I think she set the bomb off the same day she got hired. Like, Probably. So like, like may maybe it was, maybe they had a couple days, but it was yeah. a very short amount of time. Yeah. So this scene really parallels better with, like, it's doing a lot of work as far as in relation to the first episode. It's paralleling with the things that Alec did, but also with his two goons and the whole, my guard is just sexy and you're dumb situation. Yeah. So she gets buddy buddy decides he's gonna kiss her and he has an allergic reaction to the peanut oil and then she like takes out his whole squad but she's not going to kill him because she just wants him to receive justice yeah you know he's gonna he, he needs a trial and he needs to go to jail and everybody needs to know and he's at the top this guy is at the top of allegedly at the top of the food chain right yeah. And so one of one of the goons though isn't fully out disabled, of yeah. yeah he's not fully disabled and here comes our buddy Michael yep and of course uh, first off the most dangerous thing you can do to, from the beginning of this series is try to hurt Nikita when Michael's around because I still remember that scene in the house when Buddy shot up the the little closet that Nikita might have been in and the look Michael gave that dude in that scene was. You're so lucky. I know Nikita's not in there, or else you would not be leaving this. Well, he still didn't leave the house, but right, right. <laughs> but Michael yeah. totally gave that man up. Probably he didn't save that man because he was still mad about it. Actually, now that I'm yeah. thinking about it, he set that's that a, dude up. That's actually a really good point. To catch yeah. Nikita's bullets. Yep. So Michael kills the guy who wasn't disabled, and Nikita looks up, and Michael gives her like this smirk, and you know yeah. they they flirt like they do long distance always yeah. with violence that's their thing and nikita shuffles this man into the car and drops his ass off like in front of some government building i don't know like yeah like i was like and i was trying to figure out i was like 
in the U.S.? Did she smuggle this dude <laughs> like, all the way from Hong yeah. Kong to the U.S. and drop him off? In D- I, mean, yeah. I hope you meant the U.S. embassy in China or something. I, I, I don't know. Like, it's amazing. Whatever, yeah. whichever way she did it, it's amazing. Yeah, like, she, no problem. Yeah, and he wasn't even, it's not like he was unconscious or anything. So yeah. he went willingly. <laughs> well, willingly is a stretch. He yeah. went, I'm sure, under threat of death. But yeah. he went. So yeah. in that context, maybe... I don't know. You would think he had connections that could have gotten him out of it, especially if he's going all the way to America. Like you got to go through customs and stuff like that in your own country or whatever. So he just took his whole body and was just like, yeah, no, no problem. Yeah. So now it's all out. Everybody knows that this guy was actually a bad guy. One, that he was not dead. Two, that he's actually the head of the triad and was having, you know, a slave labor franchise enterprise, whatever, across the country. And his wife, oh, also he had a whole nother wife and kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like was super savage about the fact that the other lady and that his actual child that she had with, that he had with her, yeah, not like, his concern. Yeah, yeah, I like, mean, that that's a whole human you created, sir. A yeah. whole human. You can't just be like, no, that, that, that doesn't belong to me. The insurance they created him, it's fine. It's yeah, it's, like, it's, it was, you know, just part of, part of the deal or whatever. So. That guy gets taken, um, gets taken down, and then we're back at division, right? Yeah. And uh, we actually do have to go back a little bit because we oh, mentioned what did we, miss? we mentioned Alex getting out of the straitjacket. We didn't mention what she did to get out of it because that plays a part in this. Oh, with, right. Um, Amanda's last line. So Amanda explained that the straitjacket's connected to the heart rate monitor on her, and she has to get her heart rate under fifty-one beats a minute, which is obviously tough because clearly. I'd be having a panic attack too if I woke up in a straight jacket and Amanda staring over me, like lighting candles and stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm about to get sacrificed to her ancient god or something. <laughs> but Alex ends up talking to Amanda and creating an entire false narrative. I mean, her. this is amazing. Yeah. Yes, while still in the midst of a panic attack. Yes. Comes up with this entire false narrative and calms herself down enough to escape the, the straight jacket while lying through her teeth to Amanda in the midst of a panic attack. The levels to this. Yo, first off, Staggering. I gotta, yeah, I just got to say that that means that Nikita is the best trainer of agents you've ever heard of. Yeah. Because she had Alex for a year and trained her well enough to do that. And to be able to compartmentalize your own trauma. In the midst of it. In the midst of the trauma. And well, in, in the midst of reliving the trauma. Yeah. And create a false narrative that mirrors the trauma, but is not exactly the trauma, but still going through it so that it calms you down for the real feelings that you're having. Yes. I I mean, it's complex. (laughs) What Alex managed to do here is extraordinarily complex. And And she manages to get herself out. Yeah. And why I bring it up is so important is because it's so impressive. And this is something I love, which is a bad guy who is skilled at what they do. Because when the episode ends... Oh, wait, before that. Okay. So when Alex gets herself out and the straitjacket is so dramatic, like the locks (laughs) pop off furiously and she's freed, I thought she was going to slap the shit out of Amanda. I really did. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought was about to happen because the fury that she came out of that jacket with, Amanda is very lucky I mean, I really thought it was about to be over yeah. for Alex because you can't just slap Amanda and just like walk out the room. Yeah, yeah. That's not a thing. <laughs> and then Amanda says, you remind me, 
so much of Nikita. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's a dangerous thing. Like, yeah. and I don't think Alex recognized the danger of that statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. then, yeah, you were saying at the end of oh, the episode. So yeah. So um, Alex gets to do her time under the car, manages to successfully disable the bomb and all that stuff. Uh, we didn't mention that the story she created made the idea of being under the car really match why she had a panic attack. Like she created a false narrative that fit the situation very well. Like, yeah. All around about her action. family dying in the car and she's like and, and then her, you guys put me under the car yeah, yeah. like it was it was good yeah, like it really and, was but, but most importantly is at the end amanda's sitting there looking at her succeed under the car and turns to michael she's still lying to me yep. and you're like oh amanda, like you forget amanda's good at her job too and that's real dangerous amanda's not new to this yeah like, <laughs> amanda's not new to this and she done been burned once with nikita and she's not trying to go down that road again yeah. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. So we also have to touch on Percy's conversation, his phone call that yeah. he's taking, yeah. where he realizes, well, when we realize that this guy, um, what's his name? Victor. Yeah. He was not the top of the top. Yeah. Because whoever Percy is talking to, that person is the top of the top. Yeah. And Percy is like, well, you know, you could just take over the operation. And this, I feel, is, you know, they're just laying more groundwork, but this is a double down, a triple down. Yeah. Like, the operation is slavery. Yeah. (laughs) That's what Percy is cavalierly telling this guy, or whoever it is. Yeah, okay, you can just take over. This is a bit of a setback, but you can just take over that part of the operation from Victor. And, you know, I guess we won't accept payment this time because we kind of messed up. I love how he said, we won't accept payment in Chinese. And this time came out in English because he was like, (laughs) yeah. Because Percy is the worst. He always is the worst. And then we get one final flashback. Yeah. Right. To um, the aftermath of Nikita's first mission. And she's like in her room and Michael is there comes into the room and Nikita is furious at yeah. Michael. Yeah. And why did we have to kill an innocent man? Why do we have to kill one of our own government? And Michael's response is, we don't ask questions. Mm. And, and there it is. Yep. There it is. We don't ask questions. And it's the same as we do what we have to. Yeah. From yep. OG Michael. They're saying like, they, I, I love this very specific parallel. Whereas they're completely different men and have completely different circumstances, but this is a core part of their code, basically, right? This is how they live their lives. They have a mission. And in Michael's case, you know, he's former military or whatever, and he has his mission and he is not, he has not been trained to question it. And, and OG Michael he has his mission and he has not been trained to question it. And we already know that Michael feels, OG Michael feels indebted to division, um, excuse me, section one for giving him this opportunity and, and that he then, feels like he's in a bonus already. Yeah. And then we touch on this too, because I'll CW Michael, Nikita asked him, asked him like, uh, why are you so loyal to Percy? And Michael's last line for the episode is because he saved my life. Mm. And you're like, well, shit, where is this going? And then he he walks away angrily, goes to the punching bag, and he's punching the punching bag, and Percy's sitting there looking down at him. Well, no, 
the punching bag situation is current, Michael. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's really significant because yeah. we get out of the flashback and now you see Percy staring at Michael who has kind of had his worldview rocked a little yeah. bit because Michael, Michael thinks that division is just now turning yeah. bad. So yeah. to know that six years ago, they were already doing dirty work. Yep. And he missed it. Yep. But he owes something to Percy. So he feels like, one, your worldview is crumbling. Two, you're between a rock and a hard place at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. your whole life is upside down right now. Yeah. So, and oh. that's, that's how it ends, with Percy looking at angry Michael as he tries to beat his feelings out on the punching bag. Oh, great episode. Great episode. Yeah. I, I love, man, I love doing this. This is so much fun because <laughs> <laughs> looking at the, the parallels and how, how good the writing is. Yeah. And like I said, like, I didn't expect the episodes to parallel so well like they have been. Yeah. And I just appreciate the work that CW Nikita put into creating this reboot. And it's and, kind of an homage, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, so good. This was a great episode. Uh, Charity was a great episode. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to Tom's demise, which both of us can't wait for. God, yes. I oh. mean, we're getting really close. I think it's only a few episodes out now, right? Yeah. Um, which actually seems really fast. So hold on, I might have been wrong because I think before I said it was episode seven, I think yeah. it might be episode eleven. Oh, okay, okay, like, which still is very fast. Yeah, considering yeah. all of the changes that 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 happen yeah. um, because of it, but we were getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, overall, really loved um, this episode. I like this different perspective of Nikita just handling her business, and it's not about stopping division so much yeah. as righting a wrong that she believes she committed, but also in doing so, it discovery. still had right. You still had that discovery. And, yeah. and the discovery didn't really impact her because yeah. she already thought what she did was wrong. She just no. figured out that it was wrong and differently than what she thought. But and it then, impacts Michael. And then, too, we forgot about the final scene where she talks to the man's ex-wife. And she, oh, has, right, to right, right. she has to acknowledge that she's never going to tell her daughter. Because, like, how do you tell your daughter that your daddy faked his death so he never has to see you again? Like, mm. like, <laughs> like yeah. God, let that man stay dead. Like, yeah. I mean, how she's going to hide that, I don't know. Because I'm yeah. assuming she has already mentioned this man's name to yeah. her child, who is a full six years old. So she's not going to like suddenly forget that her daddy's name is Victor whatever, and that and now Victor whatever all over is the news. all over the news. But, you and know. too, like the government's going to bring up the issues like, yo, you got a wife and child because, like, you know, a lot of problems with government. Make that man pay some uh, back child support. Like... <laughs> Like from what? What income is he paying child support from? That man about to be in jail. Can't pay child support from jail. Yo, whatever that sixty-two cent a day you make, just <laughs> that triad money. He don't have access to that anymore. Yeah, that's gone. That's that's, that's gone. The, yeah, that's the government money now. That, like, that's not government money. The triad is not even in this country. That they can't touch that. They can't seize money from so, that is a part of an organization in another country. Unless we get Interpol involved. Listen to me. Like I know all this from watching television. <laughs> TV will make you an expert on things that you are not an expert on in any way or fashion. 
but allow you to speak with confidence about it. <laughs> I have no idea how that would work. Maybe they can't get his triad money. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it all depends. Because, like, you got to think, like, all that money can't be in China. Like, that's got to be in a bank somewhere where he got access. Like, we got him now. Like, and you True. better turn state's evident. Because, um... Really? I don't know. If you try it, yo. I don't know. If you like turn in states evidence, turning states evidence, I feel like I feel like you're good. I don't know. I just feel like you're probably dead either way. Yeah. But um So like, becoming a traitor, what would be the point? Um a faster be, death? Well, one, because the government won't be trying to treat you terribly anymore. Because you gotta think, like if you got that um that boat full of all them dead people, that's on you. That's that's like sixty-two counts of murder. So I mean, jail is jail. Prison is prison. Like whether I know. death row is completely different. Yeah, but first of all, highly unlikely that he would get death row. Like it's so for for being a slave laborer, I I just don't think I which is horrible to say, but yeah. I really don't think he would actually get the death penalty for that. You know, right. they're gonna try to pump him for information to like get the um get the rest of the triad sure yeah. but that assumes also that the government is not corrupt which yeah 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 <laughs> this is turned to yeah. a sad turn we, i was on a high note because i did the episode we, 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 we gotta definitely stop took, we definitely took a turn so in conclusion we loved it <laughs> yeah yeah uh thank you guys for listening uh we will be back next week we'll watch episodes five if you want to watch along and of course, reach out to us on Instagram at, at LaFemme versus Nikita. And, you know, shoot us some questions or comments or whatever if you want to be a part of the show. Thanks. Bye. Bye.